Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton. You watch those YouTube videos of like the soldiers coming home. Do you ever fall down yes. that rabbit hole? And then you look up and you're like, oh, okay, I now half an hour, an hour's gone by. I've watched like a dozen of them. <laughs> and I'm like crying like a baby. And I'm like, it's the kids at school and the friends are clapping or at dance practice and dad runs in or a baseball game. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, now here I go again. That's, that's just a good way to get, just so you know, that's the way you get me. Send me one of those YouTube videos. Without any of the trailer links, you know, oh, that continue yes. on for the next one, because that's when, that's when, when, when two hours of my time is gone, right? Just one good one. <laughs> just one good one at a time. Let you me know, soak it in. What gets me are anything to do with puppies oh, and kitty cats. Oh, there it goes. I mean, that brings a smile to my face all the time. And numerous studies have shown that having a pet can lower your blood pressure, improve your cholesterol levels, even contribute to an overall healthier lifestyle. Now, the Ashton household, there are... A few pets, animals. a small zoo, if you will. Animals <laughs> running we around. Have too many animals. We got a dog. We have. This is. I'll just break it down for okay, you. Okay. Yeah. Because I talked lost about track on the show a while ago. Right. So we've got the dog Ace. He's a Vishla, Hungarian bird dog, and and Ace became a part of our family off of one simple Google search. Which dog does not smell like dog? <laughs> oh my god! All right, that's how we ended up with Ace the Vishla. Well, I did not continue reading down the future paragraphs about how they remain a puppy for the first five years of their lives, and how they will run you in circles. You cannot get the energy out of these dogs. You have to. I mean, oh they call them gosh. marathon dogs because they can run marathons. So that's Ace. We got a dog. Ace is our Vishla. And then we've got Twix, which is a cat we've had for 10 Aww. years, which is our outside cat. Okay. Because he um, started not liking the other cat, who is my wife's cat, Luna. Uh-huh. Luna is a uh, ragdoll cat. Beautiful, uh, oh fluffy, white ragdoll cat. Oh my gosh, those are so cute. Cat. Yeah, it's a beautiful cat. But Kim got so worried about Luna being alone sometimes during the day, she got an emotional support cat for her cat. <laughs> That's what's happened here. I didn't know. We no, had no, no. Yeah, so we've got an outside cat, Twix. We've got Luna, the treasured, loved cat of all. And then Luna has her own cat, Stella. An emotional Stella. support cat for the Luna cat. has an emotional support cat, and her name is Stella. And that is our life. And so, that is so. When you want to know why our house smells like six children dog poop, dog food, cat poop, cat litter, and cat food, this is why. Welcome to the Ashton household. That, that really genuinely made me crack up. But I was the crazy cat person because I'm single, 40, and have a cat that's blind. Yeah. Maybe I would really be crazy if I got her an emotional support cat to help Just her out. It. All the cool kids are doing it. How did Kim talk you into that? You know what? It's like everything in our house. I realize I do so little of the actual work. And oh, she does is amazing at everything that whatever she wants. Yeah, you know what? It's a good husband. She, she could have wanted to adopt a you know a elephant. ferret yeah, or a lizard ferret. or an elephant, whatever it is. I'd be like, fine, <laughs> fine, just don't leave me. <laughs> just stay with me forever. <laughs> and I'd be like, whatever you want, babe. Now we don't want people telling us that, but there but that's you go. true. And one reason we have the pets around is they help keep us calm and happy and add positive feelings to our lives well at least all of us except for abe <laughs> something <laughs> good to keep in mind something that gives us negative feelings taxes but i want to take you back in time do you remember anything special that happened in the fall of 1986 well president ronald reagan signed a major tax reform bill into law then 
Among other things, it lowered the top income tax rate from 50% down to 28%. Now that we've come this far, we cannot, we will not allow tax reform to be undone with tax rate hikes. And I'll oppose with all my might any attempt to raise tax rates on the American people. And I hope that all here will join with me to make permanent the historic progress of tax reform. Since then, Congress has raised the top rate to 37 percent. We'll see how things shake out here in the near future, but it does look like more tax hikes will be on the way because of how much debt we have to fulfill, if nothing else. Probably a good time to consider doing what you have talked about for, I don't know, I've been working with you seven and a half years here on the radio, having a tax strategy with our portfolio. Yeah, we we talk about it over and over again because it's so important. People are always ready to look at like investment returns and where to put their money to grow. And it's infrequent, I should say, that they look at where the money is being taken away from, you know, what costs fees. We talk about fees a lot because they Mm -hmm. detract from earnings. Taxes are one of the biggest deterrent from earnings. You know, they, they really hit you. But we don't really think about investments by nature of taxes first. What is our after tax return? And I, I like to tell everybody, our retirees as well as younger people, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep that counts, mm-hmm. right? It's not the interest rate, it's what you keep. That is one of those things that we start with taxes as part of our first conversation instead of, uh, oh, by the way, here's the tax consequences. Or even worse, what happens so often in our industry, Kristen, is that we have people who will pick a particular plan, a particular financial strategy, not have any conversation about the tax implications or the tax consequences, And then they'll say, now make sure you go and talk to your accountant, or maybe not even that. Well, that's your accountant's job. Go talk to him. You know, tax information is general information available to the public. Like you just talked about, the Mm -hmm. highest current federal tax rate is 37%. You don't have to call an accountant to find out what the highest federal marginal tax rate is. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is information available to the general public. There's information that investment advisors, retirement planners, you know, your your stockbrokers, they should be telling you the tax implications. And you should always consider that before considering any financial strategy. Besides picking up the phone book, which that's not even a real thing anymore, besides going to Google. <laughs> going to the Google, the yellow Google. searching for a financial advisor that will help us with taxes and retirement. What sort of conversation should we look for in our advisor that if they're not giving us this conversation, we need to reach out to another source like you or go to Google and find someone or just read up on it more? What should our advisor be doing if we have one? Well, the advisor should always be looking out for your interest ahead of their own. What you should be doing, what our listeners should be doing is is good advice in almost every subject. And Kristen and I we were just talking about this off on a totally different topic, but that is to start with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Right, You do that with all of your things. You do that with your studies. What is your ultimate goal for your education? You do that in relationships. Right, When mm-hmm. you find someone, you start with the end in mind and, and you start working towards that goal. And your financial goals are very similar if that's a retirement goal. Uh, my wife and I earlier today were talking as, as we did our first withdrawals just this morning from our kids 529 education plan that we've been saving for over two well for over 15 years now wow we took our first withdrawal out to pay for 
tuition for our boys' college, for our oldest two sons' tuition. And we started with that end in mind when we started putting money into that college education fund over 15 years ago. And today there was money that came out that's been growing tax-free for education that came out back into our personal account to reimburse what we've been paying for for school for this last semester. And we started with the end in mind. Now that end in mind might be retirement. It might be saving for a house. It might be saving for a trip. But when you're starting with the end in mind and you say, okay, what do I have to save? What type of return am I shooting for? What is my risk profile? And what are the tax implications? You you start listing out those things that might affect the end goal. If your advisor doesn't know what your end goal is or what the plan is, then they can't help you get there. They can't provide you that information. So that conversation should be one that happens regularly. How am I on track to achieve my goal? If you are not getting that, Abe and the team at Ashton and Associates, they make it a priority to answer those questions in advance, but certainly can answer them for you. Have them input your information into this tax mapping software and give you that printed out tax mapping report personalized to you, your family, and your portfolio day or night. Connect and find out more at ashtonwealth.com. And tax mapping, Kristen, it is what it is. It's mapping out your taxes. But it's important to remind people how much access we have to information now that we didn't have before. Just recently, our family was driving home from Los Angeles. And as I pulled up my Google Maps on my phone before we started to head down the road, it showed that there was a 20-minute slowdown or 30-minute slowdown on one of the freeways. And we used a software program to reroute us around there. But you and I are old enough to remember, like so many of our listeners are, where you would have the map. You would have to go and look at maps and determine a route. You wouldn't even know about a traffic slowdown, right? Unless you happen to hear it on the radio. And the technology that we have at our fingertips, we've completely taken for granted Mm -hmm. this access to information and data. Now, taxes were the same way, but we have not caught up so quickly as we have with just trying to get our car from point A to point B, mm-hmm. right? You wouldn't think of not using Google Maps in a situation like that right now. You wouldn't go pull out the paper map. People are still pulling out the paper map for their taxes, meaning they're still just talking to their accountant or they're not thinking about it. They don't want to think about it for the whole next year when there is software programs, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. the tax mapping software we use here, which is a Google Maps type of strategy, right? Or any type of mapping strategy. But instead of trying to get your car from point A to point B, it's looking at your income and your resources and proactively saying, how do I get myself financially from point A to point B with the lowest tax implications or the, the least amount of tax roadblocks, if you will. We don't use software in that category as often as we should. And that's why we're excited to help people out by offering these tax maps because it really helps people and that we don't charge anyone for them. You know, Abe, I think it's interesting, too, because if you are old enough to remember actually using a paper map and having your dad yell at you for not using it properly and telling him where to turn, <laughs> yes. or the road atlas for that matter, you're pretty much old enough to listen to this show. This is not for the young kids out there that only know Google. You know, sometimes we have to admit that we don't know everything when it comes to certain subjects. And I certainly do not know everything about technology. I know enough to be dangerous, my friend. But we go to experts for things like that, especially when it comes to money in my world. I turn to someone else like Abe, his team, and Ashton and Associates. You probably do the same. Guess what? Even billionaire Warren Buffett recognizes his limitations when it comes to money. There's a whole bunch of things I don't know a thing about. I just stay away from those. So I stay within what I call my circle of competence. You know, 
Tom Watson said it best. He said, you know, he said, he said, I'm no genius, but I'm smart in spots and I stay around those spots. I think that's a good way to think about things. Yeah, that's it's brilliant. So when you sit down with a do-it-yourself type investor, are there certain areas that they are more likely to make mistakes in than others if they don't have that circle of competence, as Buffett talked about? Well, the, yes and no, because there is a lot. Like we just talked about the information that's available and accessible and, and software. And that's, and that's also true with trading and people investing their own money. And there's a lot of online do-it-yourself platforms. And, and Google becomes one of the most popular <laughs> investment mm-hmm. advisors out there. And, and I think it is great because education is spectacular. But it's definitely not what we discussed earlier on the show, which is having a goal, starting with the end in mind and moving forward with that goal and understanding how one investment, one portfolio, one annuity, one financial product might be affecting another. You know, that that's what we really want to be understanding is how does the whole cohesive strategy. And so when I've seen these people you're talking about, Kristen, that have, uh, they're kind of a do-it-yourselfer, uh, they're trading their own accounts, mm-hmm. whether it's a day trader or somebody just buying and picking their own uh, positions, what we find is they aren't really thinking about how it affects the overall state. It's I've got one account, this is my money I'm investing, and there's no consideration to, is it causing a tax implication over here? Or is it preventing me from a contribution or a distribution or a conversion of this or that? You know, talking about qualified money or IRAs or 401ks. And as long as they know that, as long as it's part of an overall comprehensive strategy, people can do it. Mm -hmm. But when they just start getting laser focused on which stock am I going to sell and which stock am I going to buy without looking at all of the components, the taxes and the risk and how does it fit into our overall goal and starting with the end in mind, then we have a problem and it's good to have an advisor help you lay that all out as part of a plan. Is it harder to work with a do-it-yourself investor? Do you find that there are obstacles to overcome or are they there to truly soak in knowledge so that they can take that information and do more work at home on their own? I, I like working with people who want to manage a portion of their own funds. I think that's smart. We'll call it their mad money or the money they just wanted. They hear about a particular stock or something new and they want to invest in it. Having some funds set aside to do that, whether they're doing it as an online trading like an E-Trade or a Scott Trade or any online brokerage, it's not a bad strategy. You know, let's say uh, there's a retiree that has retired with a million dollars in their IRA or 401k, but they have a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand dollars that they want outside of the plan Mm -hmm. to manage. They know if they lost all of it, it's not gonna turn their world upside down. And if they double it, it's great, but they have got some money that they're investing and trading on their own based off of their experience and what they're looking at. So if a do-it-yourselfer goes to an advisor, they're probably not going to want someone who's really aggressive and in their face. For instance, Susie Orman. She's one of those people that this is what you need to do. You're dumb if you don't do it. Jim Cramer the same way, just yelling at you what you need to do and what you shouldn't do. A DIYer is going to want some perspective and ideas and thoughts that are well thought out, I would guess. In fact, Susie Orman specifically, there's a lot of people that don't like her because of that in-your-face style of talking. CNBC, they say that that's one of the problems with people like you, Abe, financial advisors in general. They focus on shaming people rather than encouraging them. Now, you don't do that. I know out the gate. But what is your style? How would you describe your style when you're counseling clients? You know, it's we don't need to determine our value by talking over our clients' heads. 
right? There's too many people, and this happens in a lot of industries. It happens in the medical field. It happens in the legal profession. It happens in the financial industry, which is the way I determine value for my customer, my client, my patient, is by talking in a lingo in terms that the lay person who doesn't do this for a living can't understand, mm-hmm. right? My goal ultimately is to have every client who walks out of our door as a new client, even people who've been clients for years at an annual review, leaving understand clearly the strategy, the plan, the objective, and how we're accomplishing it every time they leave the office. Okay. Now, it does happen, Kristen, where some people say, well, great, I want to forget about it until I see you next, which is you know, their prerogative. That's, yeah. why you, that's why you have an advisor. That's why you have somebody that you work with, some sort of financial professional. But then we have other people say, no, I want to understand. I would like to be able to explain it to my neighbor, my kids, whoever I wanted to. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why does this strategy work? Where is it safe? Where, do, where are we taking risks? What are the tax implications? How are we meeting that ultimate goal at the end? Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to talk so complicated. I want them to understand in a way that they could go ahead the next day and recount their strategy, their plan to someone else who doesn't do this for a living. Instead of saying, I don't know, he said they're doing stuff with the money and good things are going to happen. You want them to really be able to tell the story in their own words. Absolutely. Because I think knowledge is power and understanding that and having that knowledge is something that's just going to benefit people and probably the next generation as Mm -hmm. as their parents share that with them for decades to come. Find out more at AshtonWealth.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information to their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.